Sometimes we put an impossible amount of pressure on ourselves. When we do, anxiety often follows. I'm Natalie Pierre, and I have personally experienced paralyzing anxiety. But when you don't understand the root cause of it, it can overwhelm. That was the case for PGA Tour Pro Andrew Beef Johnston, who joins me on this week's Mental Health Timeout. In 2016, you went from being a relatively unknown professional golfer to instantaneous fame, especially in the United States. On top of just internal pressure that elite athletes place on themselves, that adds a level of external pressure because, you know, we all want to live up to the hype and we all want to, you know, people please. I think that's like natural thing. But if you're unable to process like significant changes like that and stress that that adds in your life, that's when I think you can see people have mental health struggles set in, whether that be anxiety or depression. And it seems like from the outside, that's what happened for you. And I think a lot of people can relate to that now because there are so many changes that people are experiencing with this pandemic. You know, how would you describe the mental health struggles that you faced over the last few years? And how and when did you get to a point where you really realized you needed help in figuring out how to overcome what you were experiencing? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I think, yeah, it sort of happened overnight almost. And it happened so quickly. And we were playing so many golf tournaments week after week. Um, I, I didn't have any time to stop and think about what was even happening. Um, and that definitely changed. My mindset slowly started changing. Where I'd play quite carefree, if I had a bad week, I wasn't that bothered about it. We'd just go and play, have another go the next week. Um, I definitely felt like I had to perform better every time, more and more and more. Yeah. And say if I finished the tournament 20th, 30th, I'd be like, okay, it's not a bad week. A few little changes and see what happens next tournament. Where my mindset slowly changed and it was not good enough. Yeah. Nothing was ever good enough. Um, and I'd say that probably picked away at me for a good couple years, two years. Mm -hmm. um, until the point where I couldn't, I didn't even want to go to the golf course. And usually, you know, I'd be um, very chilled out, relaxed, happy to speak to like fans, sign stuff. I, di I didn't want to do any of that. Um, I wasn't enjoying it. Um, but didn't really understand why. Yeah. And I guess that kept picking at me. And um, it kind of just slowly sort of broke me down until, until my fiance, I come off the golf course a couple of times and I went straight to the hotel room crying. I didn't understand why. It wasn't even that bad a week. Again, I finished mid-20s sitting in the hotel room crying. No idea why. Um, and she was the first one that kind of pushed me. You need to go and speak to someone. and she had said a lot to me about basically what I've been working on, but I just couldn't compute it from her. It was just one of them things. It was just, I didn't take it in. Um, started working with psychologists and once you broke it all down and realized that's what it was. And I've put so much pressure on myself to perform where I never did that in the past. Um, it kind of all made sense. And it was just basically a way of, 
rewiring my brain again playing carefree that people sort of come to like me because of who I am not necessarily because of the golf and the performance I was putting out and it was quite interesting learning that because I changed I didn't I wasn't as happy on the golf course so I wasn't being myself as well so not only was I beating myself up playing golf I was beating myself up by not being myself as well um, and once I started to learn and break that down it, it's really helped yeah, I know you said you've even previously, you said that you got to a point where you couldn't even write numbers in your yardage book. You were writing things backwards. And I think that's such a scary thing when you don't understand like what's going on because it's in your brain. I think, you know, in sports, I've torn both of my ACLs and you fall down, your knee swells up, you go get an MRI. The doctor says you tore your ACL, you need this surgery and then you need this physical therapy and you'll be back toward getting healthy. But I think when you don't understand why you're not right and you're not able to work to fix that, that space can be so, so uncomfortable. And it can be, it can just wear on you because you, you want to help yourself, but you don't even understand, you know, how, why, or where to begin. But like you mentioned, you also have, you know, people see you and they see like they, you know, He's a funny guy. He's a fun guy. And I think that can add to it where, you know, even for those around you, you know, how do you get to the point of saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. But for you and now, you know, sharing your story and being very open with, you know, I went back and I cried and I went through this. How has that changed your life and really just your approach to life and being able to talk about it and understand it really? Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I did, um, the European tour asked me to do their blog mm -hmm. after I kind of mentioned it and got back to playing golf. And again, I've always kind of just said it how it is. And I didn't know how people were going to take it because you do feel, because you're doing something that's looked up to, yeah. as you'd say, and playing sport or whatever it is, and it's, it's a great job to have. People are like, well, why should you be going through this why should it happen you're doing something you love and it was I was a bit anxious to see what people think but the response I had from it was amazing they had so many nice messages saying oh, I've been through similar things and I realized that it's not just sport or anything it's it's from everyday life it doesn't matter if you're if you're playing golf or you're doing any kind of job there's always pressures in every kind of job and whether it's bosses coming down, being hard on you and things like that and putting you under a lot of pressure, um, being pushed a lot. And it happens everyday life. You know, golf is such a mental game and it can be lonely, especially when you're, you know, playing competitive golf. I think people will look at your caddy and say, that's as close as you get to feeling like you have someone that's in it with you. You know, but I think when we're getting away from ourselves, so if you're a fine, happy guy, now you're angry and you're sad and, and you don't understand what's going on. Sometimes I think it's, you know, in us and I did the same thing, but you don't want to have your negative energy or your mood impact the people around you. So you push them away and you kind of self isolate. But, you know, in making that decision, you know, at that time you decided to tell your caddy when you were struggling, Hey, like, let's go our separate ways. I'm going through something and I don't want to burden you with this, you know, in making that decision. And I know at that time you had recently just gone through, you know, a breakup in your personal life. 
did that just add to your struggles? Because again, I think it's something that so many of us do is we say we want to protect the people that we care about and we don't want, you know, our mood to impact their mood. Yeah, definitely. I think um, that definitely had, uh, had an effect. It's never a fun thing to, to go through. Um, as I said, I'm a very caring person. And when you know that you're almost going to break someone's heart, that's never a nice feeling as it was my decision, but um, that definitely added. And it was, it was like a whole buildup of, of things as well. Uh, my place got broken into yeah. as well. Had to sort of like go through that and deal with that. Um, I took some time out yeah, from golf and I thought by taking time out, I'd be okay. But when I come back, I, wasn't, I hadn't addressed the problems. I understood what was going on and um, the first tournament I played 2018 in, in the Middle East um, I just said like yeah I, I can't I said to my caddy look I don't know if I'm going to be able to turn up or play or not I don't know what kind of headspace I'm going to be in so how I, I felt from his point like he's got to earn his living and at the moment I wasn't in the right space to to sort of have that on my shoulders. And I said, look, you're better off finding someone else because, yeah, I could pull out the tournament last minute and I don't want to let you down. Um, and it was kind of a case of just clearing everything to rebuild again. But I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I just wanted to take that pressure off me and sort of respect him. It wasn't a disrespectful thing. It's more respectful to say, look, like, yeah, I'm not right. So please find someone else because... Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do every day, week to week. And I think that goes back again to just us wanting to help ourselves, us wanting to help even the people around us, but not understanding how to do that. As you mentioned, you took almost two months off to kind of get your head right. What do you think during that time that you didn't really understand about what you were going through? Did you not maybe understand the seriousness of you know, I think sometimes we think, let's get away, let's recharge, and then I'll be good. Do you think that was kind of what it was like for you? Or what do you think that you, you just maybe now understand that you didn't understand then about what you were going through? 100%. I thought um, playing in South Africa, that's when the first time I really come back to Hotel Cry and went to Australia. I nearly walked off the golf course. Um, and then I had four or five weeks off. So I thought, okay, we've got some holidays planned, this and that. And don't get me wrong, when I was away from golf, I was fine. I was like, me, it was fine. Me and Fancy, we had like, amazing times together and always laughing. And it was as soon as I went into that environment of golf and I thought, all right, take some time out, it'll be okay. It wasn't. Then I was like, well, what is it? And I did it again. I took a couple of tournaments off again. I tried to come back and play. I couldn't do it. Um, and then that's when, yeah, it really got to the point where she was like, look, you need to go and see someone and start talking about it. And yeah, it kind of really did like blow my mind. They said, the first step is, is to take a couple months away from it. You need to step away and reflect. And I was like, but I've got pressures to, to keep my European tour card yeah. as well for the season. So there's pressures in keeping my job. And I was like, but I can't take two months off. I've got to play more and more. And what happened is it was, 
if I didn't play well, I would try and do more and more. I'd practice harder. I'd be more hard on myself. Where, in fact, the opposite would to be a lot easier on myself and take the pressure off. I was putting more on. And having that kind of two months off made me sit back and realize, like, game perspective a lot more. But actually, it's only golf. It's like it, it, it's not that important. Like my friends, family, that are way more important. And I started working as a psychologist and talking to my fiance Jody and them two, yeah, have just been amazing. And to be able to talk to them two on a daily basis and sort of understand, understand like where my head was at. Um, yeah, it's just been an incredible turnaround, really. What has been the key for you in having kind of an incredible turnaround? I know you said you, I guess, perspective is essentially something you gain that golf is is golf and it's important and it is your job but you know your family the people that are close to you that you care about are also very important and if you're not in a good place you know none of it's going to go well but what have you you know in working with the psychologist what did you learn about maybe your triggers so that you could still you know hold yourself to a high level and go out and do well on the golf course but also not let it get to a point where you're getting away from who you are. Yeah, I think the, the first key was to, to understand who I was. I think that was the first key. I think um, what I worked really hard on and still work it all the time is what my, my values are, my beliefs, truths are in the world. And my, and my values, one of my biggest values is to be nice to everyone. Um, and you know, if you can do that every day, the first thing is be nice and, and have fun and that's how I want to live my life. You're going to be in a lot happier place if you're doing that day-to-day basis, you know, and make sure I understand that and that I love playing golf. But if it doesn't go to plan, I'm still going to come home and ha- have fun with, with Jody and, and my little one and things like that with my mom, brother, or whatever, play board games, whatever it be, cook some good food. Um, and that's the really important thing. So when you start sort of placing things, you realize that golf's quite a way down the list compared to a lot of other things. And that was the first key to get in check. And that's always something, you know, to work on a lot. And manage expectations is another one. And golf's a crazy game. You can feel really good going into a tournament and play terrible. You can feel terrible going in and play well. And you never quite know what's going to happen. It's sport and managing expectations. And I, I think, yeah, my expectations are, and I'd got so high, they've got so hard, I'd got so hard on myself was to be like nice to myself and not worry about it. And it's one of the sayings is, what, what, my, what do I expect from today? Well, I expect to go and try my best. If I give my best, whatever score I come out with, doesn't matter. You know, I still going to come back to my family and have a nice evening have some dinner play with my little one and life's not that bad and I think once you kind of break it down and put it into into perspective and order like that it took a lot of pressure off no and I think that's a really great message for people right now just to be kind to yourself and to understand if you're doing your best there are a lot of really difficult things people are dealing with right now during this pandemic and it's difficult. So all you can do is wake up every day and try to do your best. 
be your best and give all you have to give. And if you've done that, I feel like it's important to, to be okay and to allow yourself to say, I wish I was more productive today. It didn't happen, but I tried. I tried really hard and I'll try hard again tomorrow. For you, yeah, though, yeah no, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. I think like with this pandemic, it's out of everyone's hands. You can't control it. And there's no point. I've always, I always struggle with trying to control things I could never control. Yeah. And that was a big learning curve. You just got to let it happen. And by, by trying your best and doing your best and believing in that, if it doesn't go, if things don't work out to plan or something like this happens, it's out of your control. And there's nothing you can do about it except just, you know, reflect on it and maybe change the plan, change what you're going to do and have another guy something else. Um, and that's what you can do. No, absolutely. That's been, you know, I've struggled with anxiety for my entire life because I'm a control freak. I like to, you know, you want to put in work. So whether it was me playing volleyball, you know, for most of my childhood in college, whatever it was, I was like, I'm going to train really hard and then I'm going to play really well. And then I brought that same approach to my career. I'm going to work really hard, but I think sometimes we strive for perfection and we also don't acknowledge while we're doing that, that perfection isn't possible. And I think once you're able to realize that and wrap your mind around that, that, Hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to be perfect. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to try to do this. Then it's so much easier to, you know, enjoy what you're doing and, and, and do what you're doing well, because you understand that the goals that you have are, you know, realistic now. For you, you know, I think a lot of people, a misconception for people is that if you're struggling, whether that's anxiety or depression, that you can't also be succeeding. But for you, you know, even when you were struggling, you were still doing well. You had some top 10 finishes, some top 30 finishes on the PGA Tour. So I think that's important for people to say, oh, I must be fine. I'm killing it at work. Well, well no, you're not fine. You know, if you if you don't feel like you're fine, you're probably not fine, no matter what your work says or no matter how, you know, different pieces of your life look for you when you were doing well on the course, but struggling, you know, all, like away from it with golf. And, you know, I think you've said previously that you were just burning yourself out and trying to work harder, work harder, work harder. Were you able to actually enjoy the success that you were achieving at that time when you're working so hard and you're doing well, but you're also getting away from who you are. Were you, was it fun for you? It was, it was more a relief when I played well. Knowing that, yeah, I've had a good week and it was, it was a relief. Um, where it feel like, yeah, it, it almost felt like it gave me time that if I didn't play well, it didn't really matter because I'd played well previously um and there was going to be less people looking at me thinking oh am I playing good or bad and like wondering and overthinking what people were thinking of me so it's more a relief thing and um there's always been there was there was a really significant moment last year where I played uh Wentworth tournament it's like a home tournament UK big tournament um and I've never really enjoyed it too much because having that home crowd and that home pressure always struggled and sort of going through this and coming out the other side, learning more about myself. When I played that event, 
I wasn't worried what people think. Yeah. So it was like the nicest feeling to go out and play. And I really felt that sense of like freedom I did a few years ago because I was just like, no, I'm fine. Like I understand what's going on and I understand that I'm going to get a lot of thoughts going around and playing on the golf course. I'm going to get a lot of thoughts that pop into my head that are uncontrollable, but I was able to control them and understand them. And I just, it was one of the best feelings I had on the golf course that whole week because I wasn't worried what people thought and I knew if I could concentrate and just try my best on every shot and come off with what I finished I was happy with that regardless and yeah I just think I think that was one of the best weeks and it was a lot less pressure I put on myself and I wasn't playing to perform well and I didn't I, I enjoyed the week I had a good buzz about that week I enjoyed it we celebrated after I had a nice finish and and that was one of the first times in a long time where it wasn't come off the course and it wasn't relief, if that makes sense. No, it, do it does make sense because when you put that much pressure on yourself to perform and that much work in and you're obsessing over it and then you, you just want to get through it. It's almost like you're, you're so fatigued before you actually go out and perform because you've just put so much into the preparation of it that you're just you're just glad you got through it you survived you held it together you did well and now you know that like in that moment when you're when you're still in that space where you don't understand and have that perspective i feel like you're a robot you're just like well now i gotta go prepare for the next for the next you know tournament and, and whatever else is next for me so when you have that perspective i think and you're just living in the moment you're like i'm working hard and i'm gonna go play and i'm gonna compete and hopefully I do well. And when you do, I think it's so much easier to enjoy wins and, and success. Yeah, 100%. I think like one of, one of the best times in 2016, 2015, when I played um, some of my best golf was if I had a bad week and I didn't make the weekend, I'd go and have a load of drinks on the Friday, enjoy myself, relax, you know, wake up Saturday morning with a massive hangover. And, um, you know, and, and take it easy and go on to the next event where the mindset changed, where I wouldn't even go and do that. I wouldn't even go and enjoy the, the place I was in. Um, and then I was slowly beating myself up and there was the difference. And I was actually playing better golf. Yeah, just chilling out and, yeah. and having another go the next, the next week and not worrying about it too much. And I think that's one of the big things I've learned. No. And that's, I actually wrote something about that the other day, you know, for me, I said, you know, for my, most of my life, I've struggled with, you know, getting enough sleep or taking breaks or just really living my life. You know, I said, you know, yeah, I would go out and I would have fun. I would go out and have drinks and, and socialize and be with people. But that was never like a planned thing. It was like, I've worked so hard and I'm burnt out and I need like a release. And now, you know, in, in learning so much about my anxiety and my OCD and all of that, I'm able to now say, hey, you know, I've worked really hard. Um, you know, this holiday is coming up or this Tuesday, my friend has this going on. I'm going to go and do this, even though I've got work and I'm able to kind of, yes, the work still matters to me and it's still on my mind. I've got this going on on Friday and I have to get this done, but I'm able to like let myself go and be and like live. And I think before it was this fear that if I go now in the middle of the week, when I have something important to do for work at the end of the week, 
I'm not going to be my best at the end of the week. And I'm actually, what I've realized, and, I, and it seems like you've realized it too, is I'm actually better for it because, you know, I've actually rested my mind and, and I'm, you know, actually recharging. And, you know, that's not always just sleep, but that's, you know, socializing, being a human being as opposed to being a robot that is focused on a task and just, you know, trying to complete that task. For you, um, you know, you and I, we've both been through enough. And now, you know, for me growing up, I didn't understand mental health. I didn't, you know, we talked about mental toughness in sports. And so, you know, when I started to have mental health struggles, I think much like you, I didn't, I didn't know why. I was like, why can't I get out of my own way? What's going on? And I, I didn't know what to do about what I was experiencing. But you know, for those who are still struggling and don't still don't really understand mental health, think it's real or understand its importance. What have you learned about mental health? And as you continue to learn more, what adjustments have you made to your life? Not only for you, but so that you can raise, you've mentioned your daughter a couple times, you're a new father, congratulations. And you know, just so you can raise a daughter that has a great understanding of mental health and how important it is. It's really important. Um, it's the most powerful tool that we have, without a doubt. And um, it, it's just, it, yeah, it's one of the things where you always got to, it's no different, it's no different to keeping fit. It's what I've learned. So you constantly have to work at it, always. Um, and it's very important to work at, you know, if you, if, you don't, if you don't train or if you keep eating McDonald's, say, you're going to get bigger, right? It's the same thing. If you don't work on, I find, if you don't work on, on your mental health side and work on your brain and try and understand, I think how you want to live, I think is key. I think having that is clear. And that doesn't, there's no right or wrong way of how to live. It's how you want to live your life. If you want to, if you want to, you know, try and become millionaire or whatever that is and drive Ferraris, doesn't matter. Um, if that's what makes you happy, it makes you happy and doing things like that. If you want to live a quiet life, live a quiet life, blah, blah, blah. And I think you just got to, yeah, work out is how, how you want to live your life and, and try and go by that, you know, try and work and, and live by that, I think is key and do things that make you happy. No, I mean, I appreciate so much just, you know, when athletes, you know, for me, it was after I finished playing sports, but still, you know, I learned so much. And I think when you're, especially athletes, I think the culture of it is so important that we understand that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to talk about it. Um, so I just really appreciate you so much for, you know, while you're in it, while you're learning and as you're learning, just giving it back so that, you know, people shouldn't have to be on the course and leave and go to a hotel and cry. That shouldn't be something that they have to experience while also not understanding why that's going on. There, there should be enough information around them um, and enough understanding about this mental, like mental health and this conversation. So I, I'm thankful that, that you, you know, had this conversation with me and that you continue to just talk about it. Cause I think that's how we change it for, for everyone else that comes behind us and just, you know, making it okay to have these conversations and be vulnerable. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think so. And people, as you said earlier, people talk about mental toughness and things like that, which mental toughness is just being resilient in yourself. That's what I'd call mental toughness is if it's not about that ego and about, oh, I could, I look the toughest, I feel the toughest, blah, blah, blah. It's absolute rubbish. And it, you're better off, yeah, talking to someone, you know, anyone. It doesn't matter if it's friend or family, whatever it is, saying. And, yeah, just talking and reflecting and working out why you're feeling like that. Um, I, I think, again, one of, one of my biggest problems was I always felt guilty when I said no to people. And understanding, learning actually to say no. Yes. Um, which is absolutely fine as well. And understanding that if you say no, someone might not like it. But actually, don't feel guilty about it. I've only said no, it's not that bad. And yeah, just spreading the word. I think talking about, yeah, I think just talking about how you feel. If you're not happy with something, talk to someone. See if you can work it out, understand it. But it doesn't make you less of a person if you talk and speak openly about it at all. No, and I think that's actually a really good point because I think so often the people that do um, end up, and obviously there's all sorts of people that end up with everything from anxiety to depression or other mental health issues. But I think, you know, a lot of the people that I've spoken to and, and realized and been able to kind of see similarities in is you want to give and give and give and you want to make uh, everyone around you happy. And like you said, saying no, and, I, and I've dealt with a lot of guilt in my life for things that, that really you shouldn't be guilty about. You shouldn't be guilty if you can't do something for someone else that you want to do. That's great that you want to do it, but it's, it's so important. I think, you know, people talk about self-care and understanding that you're better to everyone around you if you're being kind to yourself first and you're being patient and treating yourself right and, and letting that go, letting that guilt go and understanding all you can do is all you can do. 100%. Yeah, I, t- I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Beef. I appreciate you taking the time. Anytime. <laughs>